opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. everybody, you're listening to Main Menu for the 17th of August, 2018. I am your co-host, Jason Castanguay. Whether you're a scholar starting the college year, someone exploring a new area, or just that guy buying groceries, Ira is here for you. Join us this week as we talk with Paul Schroeder and Greg Stilson from Ira, the virtual visual interpreter. There's good news for people running their own businesses and for anyone heading back to higher education. Happy listening! everyone. This is Janine Stanley here with my co-host, Jason Castanguay. Hi, Jason. Hey there, Janine. And today we're going to be talking about Ira with Paul Schrader and Greg Stilson from Ira. Hello, gentlemen. Hi there. Thanks for having us. So there have been a lot of things going on with Ira along with or during the conventions and afterward, uh, including Jason becoming a new explorer. Congrats, yeah. Jason. Hey, excellent. Nice. Why don't we talk a little bit about, of course, the big, hot, exciting stuff with Ira, which is the technology. And Greg, tell us a little bit about the Horizon system. We, we have been uh, shipping the first 200, and I think they all have officially gone out now. It's, it just reminds me how difficult it is to do hardware in this world. But the good news uh, for our explorers is that IRA does have extremely high standards. So it's not because we want to make anybody wait. It's that we want to make sure that we send you a product that is meeting the standards that, uh, that we demand. And so originally we, we did have a few delays because the, the uh, results that we got were not up to our standards. So we had to send them back to our manufacturer to get some things tidied up. I am happy to say that the first 200 uh, have gone out and they are up to our standards. We're very happy with what we're seeing so far. Um, and we're getting some really awesome feedback from, from explorers. There's, there obviously is a bit of a learning curve because you are using an entirely new system. For those of you who have not uh, listen to them yet. I have done three getting started audio tutorials that you can find on our website if you go to ira.io slash horizon. They basically range from anything from uh, unboxing to sort of that first boot turn on experience. And so we're, we're getting a ton of feedback from, from new explorers or sorry, existing explorers um, who've used sort of all of the iterations of our glasses that uh, have told us that the connectivity that they're experiencing, they're just blown away by, uh, by how solid it is. For anyone who has been under a rock for the past year, year and a half or so, just a really short description of what Ira is. It is a visual interpreter. So I, I like to think of it sort of like a, a sign language interpreter, someone who is telling you visually what's going on out there. Um, this person isn't making decisions for you. They're just telling you about the visual information that you want to know about and, and sometimes things that you never even knew were there. So it's like your own personal little audio describer at times, which is kind of cool, but it's a lot more than that. 
So, Greg, let's talk about the the Horizon gear. I have the original setup, which was the Google Glass, of course, um, mm-hmm. glasses, and the AT&T MiFi unit, and, of course, then the app on my phone. So mm-hmm. how is Verizon different from some of the original gear? Sure. So Horizon, right now, what you're working with, Janine, is a pair of wireless glasses that have a battery of about 90 minutes or so on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have the, uh, the MiFi, which I think if you were going to use it straight through, has a battery of about four or five hours. And then you have your phone to charge. Um, so when it's all said and done, you have three devices to charge today. What Horizon does is it actually reduces that number down to two. You have a pair of glasses that have a camera mounted right above the nose. So that's one of the biggest, I'd say, first thing you're going to notice is that both on the Google Glass and on the Austria Glasses, the camera that, that the agent uses to, to see your surroundings is off way off on the right side. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of makes... <laughs> lining things up a challenge at times and, and a lot you of head turning a lot of head turning and a lot of uh, I don't know if you've gotten this one tuck your chin into your chest I've gotten that yep. one a lot where you're trying to look down and the agent's like can you tuck your chin into your chest um, so the camera here is center mounted and it's got an amazing 120 degree field of view and what that means is and to give you a comparison point the original camera that we had in the glass google glass in austria was 65 degrees so you're almost doubling the amount of information that the agent's taking in at one time i always tell people that it's almost like the agent got peripheral vision all of a sudden (laughs) so there is no more need to tuck your chin into your chest because the agent can literally see from top to bottom to left to right and so What's really cool about that is as you're, as you're walking around, and that's really where you will see the immediate impact uh, with Horizon, is, is navigation. They will be able to see things so far off to your left and so far off to your right that you just you can't, you can't even imagine how, how much they're able to see. Um, because as a blind person, we, we never knew how much sighted people can see. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, I, I never understood that a, a sighted person can see things that are almost 90 degrees off to the right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So as I was walking through an airport one time, I remember they, um, it was at O'Hare. They were, they were reading me the, the name of a restaurant that was literally almost straight to my left as I was walking. And I never turned my head. I was looking straight down the hall. And wow. so I said, wow. wow, you were able to actually see that? And they're like, yeah. It's, <laughs> so, <laughs> That's amazing. so it was kind of, a, kind of a reality check there. So you have the, the horizon glasses. Um, they are uh, tethered. So they're, there's right off the back of the right stem that goes behind your ear is a cable that will fall naturally down your back. We actually have a patent pending on this design so that it stays out of your way. So as you connect the horizon glasses, it will sort of naturally just fall uh, behind your right shoulder. And some people choose to put the horizon controller or the, the, the phone, horizon phone, either in their back pocket. Uh, some, some folks will put it in their purse or their handbag and other personal put, people will put it in their front pocket. And what it does is it just naturally kind of loops underneath your right arm and stays completely out of your way. The reason that we have that tether is because the glasses actually have no battery in them whatsoever. They're entirely powered by the horizon phone. And the reason we did that is for a few reasons. Number one is that the phone battery is way more powerful than we could ever put on somebody's head. And so that's the first one is that 
you can you can get about six to seven hours of battery life out of your horizon glasses on one charge. Wow. And number two is that you don't have to charge the glasses. So now you're only charging two things rather than one. So your horizon phone, the whole purpose of that horizon phone is to run IRA. So you're not going to be sending text messages. You're not going to be getting phone calls. Where that's really powerful, and it's it's a use case that I found myself, is because many of you know that we we do have the the Lyft and Uber integrations, right? Which so you I can dearly love, yes. Uh, one of the limitations that we have is that we our agents cannot directly talk to the the drivers. It's unfortunately a limitation put on us by Lyft and Uber at the, at this point. We have brought it to their attention, and we're looking to see if we can get that uh, that updated so that we do have that capability. But what's really cool about that is if you are using the Horizon Kit as a standalone device, your phone is still available to take phone calls from the Uber driver or to actually call the Uber driver with your own personal cell phone. So today, with the existing Iris solution, your your current cell phone is occupied by that Ira call, but yeah. with with the Horizon situation, you uh, you you still have your own phone to communicate with that driver, which is very cool. I'm really looking forward to that piece of it too. I think that's going to be so helpful. So these glasses are really light. I actually tried them on at convention because my first thought was, oh, I can't stand anything on my face, and oh, sure. the Google Glass is just about as much as I can stand. <laughs> And I put the glasses on. I thought, oh, okay, well, these are, these are like my sunglasses. I can mm-hmm. handle this. This is not super heavy. It's not heavy on my nose. Um, and now I have an excuse for my hair being messed up on the right side constantly. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, it's my IRA cable, honest. There you go. There you go. Yeah, and that's the other benefit of not putting a battery into these glasses. If we put a battery in um, oh goodness, on the right side, there would be a lot more weight to those glasses. So, yeah. I mean, besides that, you do have the capability to pair uh, Bluetooth headsets directly with the Horizon glasses. You'll use, it's a basically on the, the Horizon phone, it's really one button operation. Everything is operated with either, you well, you, I would say there's four buttons, I guess you want to say. There's a volume up and a volume down, and then there's a lock unlock or a power button on the right side, just like on your iPhone. And then you have a home button, which we call the call button, and that call button pretty much does everything. You either double press it to call an agent, or you press and hold it to contact our artificial intelligence agent called uh, Chloe. And that voice interface that you communicate with Chloe is really how you do a lot of the stuff that you want to do with with Horizon. So if you want to pair your Bluetooth headset, you literally say, Chloe, connect to Bluetooth, and she'll scan the area and tell you what Bluetooth devices are nearby, and you tell her which one you want to connect to. And then she remembers the next time you you want to connect to Bluetooth, she'll even remember that that first item is always yours. And so um, it makes it really easy to uh, to manage those Bluetooth devices. And Greg, I just wanted to come back to the glasses for a second. Uh, This is Paul here and point out that from the outset, and it's one of the reasons why maybe it's taken us a little longer with the glasses as as we talked about toward the top. From the outset, Suman and and others at Ira made it clear, we want a pair of glasses that people want to wear, that are lightweight enough to wear, and that, you know, look look reasonable. Um, I know a lot of people don't necessarily want to wear a something that looks like a huge head mounted you know odd looking device just to have access and so that, that was a high premium is to set up a, a pair of glasses that would look like they belonged uh, out there in the world and that were lightweight enough to, to want to wear all the time absolutely it, it the, the biggest thing i guess it was 
Suman's a very fashionable guy, and he, <laughs> he, was, he was not willing to accept anything else, anything that he wouldn't wear himself, which I think is a great standard. If, if you're the CEO of a company, to ask yourself, would you wear this if, you had, if, if it was something you wanted to wear? And he walks around wearing the Horizon glasses with them connected to nothing, but be, because they really do look like sunglasses, quite honestly. You'll feel little bits of, um, there's actually some, some small little metal pieces on either side that look quite stylish. We're very, very happy with the style of the Horizon glasses, and I think you guys will all be as well. And, and they do come in different shades. I don't remember if you talked about that, oh, but yes, from fairly yes. clear this to I thought was darker. really interesting because I know when you were initially talking about new glasses, there was a lot of talk about, well, will they have lenses? Will they have uh, different degrees of tint and things like that? And, you know, some of us, like, I love the Google Glass because it has no lenses. I mean, you can buy the lenses to snap in, but, um, but these do have lenses, but again, they're really lightweight. And what are the different degrees of tint that someone can get? So we started out with, I think about five and we narrowed them down because nobody really knew what zero, 20, 40, 60, 80, and hundred percent tint was. So we, we just basically have said zero tint, medium tint, or or dark sunglasses is basically where we're at. So if you do have some level of vision, but have some light sensitivity, I'd recommend the, the medium tint. If you are a person who are, is very light sensitive, go with the dark tint. And if you really want to use your usable vision, then I would say go with no tint. If you already wear glasses, would there ever be a way to get, say, prescription lenses? Yeah. So we actually, so the, um, the, uh, Dallas Lighthouse for the Blind is actually um, who uh, designs our our uh, lenses for us, and uh, we communicated with them about this problem of can we get uh, um, some some prescription lenses into these glasses, and they actually were able to do that with uh, some people's prescription lenses. Now, this the, as you can imagine, there's varying levels of prescription. So, if you're a person who has extremely thick prescriptions. They're most likely not going to fit in our our frames, but if it's it's if it's a, a relatively standard prescription for a low vision individual, and I know that's a broad term, I would say. <laughs> but, yeah. um, but generally, they they've been able to to fit them. So I would I would definitely take them to a lens crafters or even to a I think a Walgreens might do it as well. And if you bring oh, wow. the, the the frames in, you may be able to to at least get an answer there. You can also contact our customer care team; they may be able to help you as well. Oh, phenomenal. Now, that was one, honestly, I did not expect because I thought, oh, there's no way they can do that. But, you know, Ira can do anything as we're finding out. So the other big question that I have from people who are thinking about getting the system and especially are excited about the Verizon piece of it, do you have to have a smartphone? You do not. So that's that's one of the beautiful things about it. I, I, I You can imagine that in the past because because our app, resides on the Apple and Google Play store, you have to have a smartphone, right? So to be able to use Ira today, you have to be a smartphone user. And that's really where I think we're really opening this up to an entirely new population of folks who may not be smartphone users for whatever reason. And they haven't been able to use such a service before. And today, now you can literally pick up the Horizon kit and use it immediately. So it's you, you connect the glasses, you double press the call button, and you're immediately on with an agent. Even as a smartphone user, Janine, I, I prefer to use Horizon in that manner just because it's 
easier. I'm a, I'm a button pusher. I always have been <laughs> love my, love my Victor stream, love my, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, and I, I prefer to just press a play button or press a button and go and let it do its thing. Whereas um, if I don't have to use the touchscreen while I'm walking with my cane and my luggage and everything else, then I'm going to prefer the simpler solution. And so that's definitely a huge plus. Um, it doesn't mean that you can't. And that's really where I want to uh, kind of set the, set the record straight is that I think there's a lot of confusion on what you can and cannot do with Horizon. Um, so if you are somebody who is always on your smartphone and you're using it for email and text messages and things like that, and you've got Bluetooth, head, uh, Bluetooth headset already paired with your iPhone, you don't have to unpair that headset to use, uh, to use Ira. You can actually plug in the Horizon glasses into the Horizon phone and pop it in your pocket. And what you can do then is run the whole show from your Ira app the same way that you always have. So you open up your Ira app. You'll notice that the Ira app recognizes because when you plug in those glasses to the Horizon phone, it sends a signal to the Ira cloud that says, hey, the glasses are online. And at that point, you just double tap the call button on the Ira app and you don't have to disconnect your oh. headset from your iPhone. It's actually routing the audio through your iPhone now. And, uh, and so you can still use Ira. You can disconnect the call and immediately go check your email or whatever using those headsets. So you can use it either way. And I think that that's one of the most flexible uh, pieces of this whole thing with Horizon is that it's really designed for the smartphone user or the non-smartphone user. The other cool thing that a lot of people I think have come to like is that you can disconnect the glass cable and use the Horizon phone as a phone, as a camera. I know a lot of us will sometimes use our phone for certain tasks. I use it a lot for reading stuff. And what you've had to do in the past is log back in if you were in glass mode. Uh, and now you can pull the cable from the Horizon phone and use that camera and stay in session and then put the cable back in if you want to go hands-free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll hear, you'll hear Chloe say switching to Horizon phone camera. It'll take a second and then all of a sudden the agent's looking out of your, your Horizon phone. And then when you plug it back in, it says switching back to glass. By the way, something else that's really easy for those of us who are button pushers, one push on that home button in session on your Horizon phone will put you in privacy mode. I don't know about you, but oh, thank goodness. frequently, yes, I'm pulling out the <laughs> smartphone. Where the heck is the privacy button? I'm trying to go into the restroom. That makes me very, very happy. <laughs> uh, just to, to wrap up on what kind of comes in the box, one thing that I'm extremely proud of, and I know Paul is as well, is in the box, you will have a print and braille getting started document. So it actually will actually walk you through how to get the thing turned on, how to get everything connected and what piece is what. And that's in print and braille. And so we're, uh, we're really happy, happy to make sure that that's uh, available to all of our new and uh, experienced explorers. Now, how about the microphone when you're talking to your agents? If you've got the Horizon phone in your pocket. How does that work out? You're probably going to need to take that out to talk, right? Well, so there's a couple things. So you, by default, if you have no headset connected to the Horizon phone, either Bluetooth or wired. So this is not one of those phones that doesn't have a headphone jack. It actually does. Oh, um, so you can actually, and a headphone jack. I know. I know. Wow. <laughs> well, we know it's not an iPhone. It, it is not an iPhone. It's a Samsung J7 phone. I think is what it was, and. It, so you can either use a headset connected via a wire and use the microphone in the headset, or you can use, obviously, your Bluetooth. I, I use specifically AirPods with mine. Yep. And if you choose neither, then you'll use the speakerphone in the, in the Horizon phone, and that's where the, uh, the microphone and the phone will, will kick in. 
if you're going to be doing a lot of navigating and you need your hands, then I would recommend connecting a Bluetooth headset or a, a wired headset so that way you can have the microphone close to your mouth. How about the camera on the glasses versus the phone? What would the difference be there? Because right now with the original gear, there's quite a difference in the cameras. I would say, so there's, there's, there's definitely a big difference in what you're used to today. The, the biggest thing that I would say is the capability for navigating is just exponentially better. They, the agents are able to see such a wide view, such a, a, a large amount of content while you're walking that the descriptions are just exponentially better than what they were before. And, and they were amazing before. Where I think the horizon, and, and it's one of those challenges where trying to find a camera that gives that level of detail while navigating, while providing an extremely sharp image for text is, is not something that was really possible. Mm-hmm. So what we, because, um, because we have the flexibility to change the camera on the fly by disconnecting the cable, um, you are able to still get a very good uh, view of text, uh, even with the horizon glasses. Agents can obviously snap pictures. They always have been able to. What's different today is I think as you get closer to the text, they don't have to snap the pictures. And that's really where the big benefit is, is I think you're going to see fewer pictures being snapped with horizon. Now, if it when it comes to reading, let's say, a four sheets of paper with you know size 10 point font you're going to have to get pretty close if you want them to read on the fly and so that's really where the horizon phone camera comes into play is that the view is much more narrow which means they're able to get the pixels more sharp and at that point uh, you are able to to let's say do a large amount of reading if you're going to be reading documents and things like that i think you're going to get a better uh, better image with that that horizon phone and i think that's really where we're uh, touch screens too that's where i've noticed some agents um having a lot of trouble is with some of the touch screens and correct yeah yep yep it's just it's and it's all contrast janine like yep. uh, if if i'm able to have let's say white text on a black background in the touch screen they're going to be able to see that pretty well. But if you're dealing with, like, let's say, gray text on a white background, yep. um, those cameras just don't, they don't respond as well. There are some cool things that you can do inside the app, even if you don't have the Horizon kit yet. Let's talk about probably one of the features that people are super excited about, messaging. Yeah, absolutely. So messages was uh, launched at ACB. It was at the very beginning of last month. Yeah. Um, so uh, messages is a um, result of just a tremendous amount of feedback that we got from our awesome explorers. Messages, I think, you know, when you when you break it down, it sounds really simple, right? So you think, okay, it's just a way to communicate back and forth with an agent via a texting platform, right? Mm. It there's a lot more than went in that went into messages. So messages is it is exactly that. It's a it's a, a texting platform that allows you to communicate in nonverbal situations with an agent. Where we kind of took it to the next level was to be able to incorporate things like frequently sent messages. So, for example, if you're on the move and you don't want to be typing on that keyboard or jumping into Braille screen import or using your Braille display, you can choose from some pre-configured messages that you've already set up. So things like, uh, can you describe? Or yes, no things that are really quick, large buttons to find on the screen. And so you can just quickly activate them to, um, 
to send those messages. So it's, it's really meant to be used in two ways. Either you as the explorer are in a situation where you can hear the agent, but you can't speak. So imagine being in a classroom in, uh, let's say, a university class or something like that, and the professor has put a super um, a graphical PowerPoint slide or something like that up there. You're not in a situation where you can verbally speak to the agent, but you want them to describe what's on the, on the PowerPoint slide. So what, what our agents can do is they can speak to you. There's a checkbox that says, I can't speak right now. And if you hit that, or if you check that before you start the, um, the call, our agents are flagged that, hey, this incoming call, the person can't talk. So you need to, to recognize that they're going to be nonverbal. And at that point, the agent can verbally speak. And let's say, imagine you have a, as an explorer, you have a headset on and you're listening to the agent's uh, description while you're uh, in the classroom and you're responding to them via the keyboard. So you're either sending custom messages to them or you're using those frequently used messages. Where we took it a step further is that the agents also have the capability to, rather than speaking to you, they can text message. It can be a two-way text message. And that was really implemented because some of our, our explorers prefer that. But secondarily, it, it opens up the platform to a, a group that's really never had been able to use it before, and that's folks who are deafblind. So now being able to connect a Braille display directly to your IRA app your smartphone and be able to communicate back and forth with an agent and get that same level of description, but get it more in a text format. That is just amazing to me. And I yeah. would say the great thing about those pre-configured messages is we can just keep building on that, right? And, and you know, creating more and more opportunities or specializing if people want to do that. I mean, it's, it's, a, great, it's a great opportunity. The other thing about text, I've been one of those people, like many, begging for it because I don't know about you, Janine, but I find I can be talking to an IRA agent and suddenly I have six people surrounding me wanting oh, me yes. to, wanting directions, give me fine stuff. Whereas if I didn't have IRA, nobody would be there. It's just, it's the feast exactly. for family. And, and I don't always want to be narrating everything. Well, and I've also been at, say, a business meeting and, you know, the agent is trying to tell me to do things or, or <laughs> I'm finding myself talking to the agent and somebody elbows me, you know, shh, you're talking to <laughs> yeah, one of the one of the really cool things about um, messages, I think, and it this is not it, this has nothing to do with whether you are in a environment where you can or cannot talk. But if you choose to to um, call with a text message, one of the things that is separate from this, but but also I would say included, is there's a way to add information as the call is taken by the agent. So for example, one of the, the things that I do all the time is um, when I am at an airport, I will, as my flight is landing, I will find out what gate we're landing at and what gate I need to go to. And then as I start that call, I don't check the checkbox that says I can't speak right now, but that text box that says, would you like to leave a comment for your agent? is there. And so you can still type a comment to the agent that they'll receive as the call comes in. And so my comment always says, hi, uh, I'm landing at gate C26 in O'Hare Airport, and I need to get to B5. So that as I'm taxiing and arriving at C26, they're able to pull up the map of the airport, map out the route. So that the second that I get off the plane, I'm off and running to my next gate. And it just adds efficiency to the task 
so that when you're standing in the gate area, you're not needing to wait for the agent to kind of pull that route together for you. They've already got it mapped out and set to go. And I took your advice and did that during my recent convention travels. And it was really slick, I have to say. And I'll be doing it again. Finding the rideshare points is always fun uh, because some airports mark them better than others. It does. It, it does. And it's, uh, it's, always a, it's always a challenge because every airport puts them in different places. Uber has different relationships with different airports. Lyft has different relationships with different airports. So we one of the one of the things that I often do is I'll just do a quick Google search as I'm landing to say uh, landing at SFO uh, Lyft or something like that or riding uh, landing at SFO Uber. And usually one of the first results I find is catch it at this location so that I always tell the agent because you know what? We we may sound like we're we're super amazing, but when you're looking for those kind of things, our agents are doing the same Google search you are. <laughs> so. well, we we were so good at O'Hare, and then we took advice the agent and I from one of the uh, airport people, and it turned out we were on the wrong level. <laughs> so uh, sure. We looked for a half an hour on the wrong level, yeah, and cool. then we realized, oh, she's got buddies on the taxi stand. I see how that's working. Uh, oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's working with each other. Uh, yeah, we figured that one out. But uh, but messages is a wonderful thing, folks. And if you are an explorer and you haven't tried it yet, give it a shot. Jason, I don't know if you've tried this yet or not. Well, I've seen the options and I've enabled them for, for future use. And I see how it works on the iPhone, but I'm wondering how it works on the Horizon phone. So it's a, it's a great question. So Horizon messages is is meant to be used in conjunction with with your smartphone so you would okay. basically connect your bluetooth headset to your iphone or something like that and then uh, you would either connect your braille display to your iphone or you would run the messages from your iphone with your horizon phone in your pocket connected to the glasses so the glasses for horizon basically would would serve the same purpose as what you would get today with um, with Austria or Google Glass. Basically, the Horizon kit would just serve as the glasses while your iPhone would, would be running the show. You can't, unfortunately, because the, uh, Horizon is a completely non-visually created device, you do need to have some type of voice interaction to, uh, to drive the show with that one. Okay. And I'm a big fan of Braille screen input too. So I was hearing you do that on the demo. I'm like, yep, that's what I'd be doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan of it. Ira just had a very public event a few days ago. Paul, would you tell us a little bit about this public event that has to do with uh, the season that is coming up and has started in some places around the country, back to school? Yes, indeed. We are in back to school month. And Ira has now inaugurated our second year of back to school. And this is this is a couple things. One is it's a, our great partnership with AT&T. I can't stress that enough, who has supported uh, back to school last year and again this year. And this is really a way in which we can provide Ira to students in higher education so students at college or university. And this year, we're offering even more uh, back-to-school opportunities than last. We started 100 last year. We're at 300. We'll be offering 300 this year with the AT&T partnership. And of course, we're seeking, we've actually got a foundation now associated with IRA where we're seeking funds to try to make uh, back-to-school and other opportunities available. And all of this really is part of an effort to put IRA into more people's hands because we know that not everybody can afford the price of an IRA subscription 
at, at any level or certainly at the, at the levels that we need to have it in order for this to be a going business. And so we need to find opportunities to put this in people's hands. So what's back to school? First of all, I want to make sure everybody knows how to find it. <laughs> so you go to the IRA website, which is ira.iira.io. And then you do a forward slash back to school, all written together, B-A-C-K-T-O-S-C-H-O-O-L, back to school. And if you're a student, you can apply to be part of the back to school program. And what you'll get is a, our 400 minute plan available to you and uh, 400 minutes a month. And uh, if you want uh, to be in the pool for Horizon glasses, when those become available, you can also add, add into that or you can use Ira with your phone, either exclusively or until the glasses become available. We offered the back to school in conjunction with AFB, NFB, and ACB scholarship programs. So all of those scholarship winners got an extra little extra little gift this year of also having Ira back to school, which was really fun. I, I participated with the ACB students and I, I I just haven't had that much enthusiasm around me in a long time. As Greg knows, I rarely have enthusiasm around me anyway, but uh, <laughs> that was that was so much fun and they were so wonderful and so appreciative of having this IRA add-on to their scholarship that they knew was going to open up the, the education. So there's some wonderful testimonials and videos uh, on that back to school website that I mentioned that people can take a look at. It's, it's great to, to to see and hear what students are doing with Ira uh, and making the college experience that much more enriching. Yeah, a lot of classroom stuff, which is great, but also some social uh, activities, which I, I know remembering my college days was, was sometimes where the real challenges were. The classroom oh, yeah. stuff was handled. There was a lot of support around that, but not necessarily around the social and recreational activities and also the, the campus facilities that sometimes aren't as accessible as they should be. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting. We're thrilled. And uh, again, I, I urge people to go to AIRA.io slash back to school if you know students, if you are a student. And it's really open th- this year to anyone. Uh, we, w- we were kind of pushing it to freshmen last year. And uh, this year, I think we've learned, let's just make it wider, more widely open. So graduate students, undergrads, I think certainly even adult students who are kind of going back to school, I mean, you, you name it. Uh, we're open to anyone p- putting in an application for back to school. Oh, great. And when do those applications close? I think we're saying mid-August on the site, even if you, even if we are at close date. Uh, take a shot. You never know. We might not have filled the, the quota. And mm-hmm. certainly, you know, the other option is, of course, to maybe be available for, for next year or other programs that we might sure. offer in the interim. Now, speaking of other programs, there were some other big announcements at ACB about varying membership types and ways that people can use IRA. Um, can you talk a little bit about those? Well, one of the things I want to I, I want to talk about first um, is kind of a continuation or a building from what I just mentioned with back to school, oh, and that's the the access program. So this, I'll get back to your question in a second, but one of the ways that we're trying to extend the IRA capacity for people, whether they are subscribers or in fact guests, which is part of what we announced recently as the opportunity to be an IRA guest, is to, is to have IRA access available. This has started in airports and 
We've got, oh, I don't know, 10 to 15 airports that have signed up. We've got several more that are taking a good look at IRA as a as a, an add-on to their facility. And what happens in this case is the, the airport or the facility pays for IRA minutes. And when you get into that facility, if you're a subscriber, you'll have something pop up when you open IRA that says you're in IRA access. For, is Minutes are free. And that means that you can use that facility to your heart's content as a customer and get, take advantage of amenities, take advantage of uh, easier navigation, easier access. So it started with airports because we had so many great airport stories, including Greg, who had a, a good airport story of his own, about how Ira opened up the opportunity to get around airports more easily and effectively. So we're now encouraging other facilities, transit facilities, uh, shopping malls, hotels, convention centers, even cities uh, to consider deploying Ira as part of a, uh, in the case of cities, a smart city strategy so that it becomes an opportunity for people who are blind to have that add-on access. And as we often will say, it's kind of like public Wi-Fi. So the idea is to have uh, access to IRA. So one of the things that we announced at the conventions and we made and we opened up at the conventions was this notion of IRA guest, because we know that if, 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 an, if an entity, if a hotel or an airport or somewhere is paying for IRA minutes, that's great for our subscribers. But what about people who aren't yet IRA subscribers? Is there something we could do for them? And so we've enabled IRA Guest so that individuals can use their smartphones. Uh, now, that's only smartphone only in that case. We, we, you wouldn't have the glasses, of course, because you're not a, a subscriber or an IRA Explorer. But you could, open, you could download the smartphone app, and in one of these locations that's IRA Access equipped, you would then be able to uh, take advantage of the IRA service as a guest using your smartphone. And of course, if you harness up that smartphone or put it in a pouch, you could potentially even have a hands-free situation in sure. one of those instances. Absolutely. Uh, and that is just amazing. I have to say, IRA Access, I'm a huge fan and proponent of this. I was shocked to see that during my convention travels in July, I actually saved over 300 minutes with Ira in here, just wow. airports alone. And and then of course, some of that was in hotels too, you know, um, that were associated with the conventions. But throughout the year, whenever I travel, I'm always, you know, I do the happy dance when I see, you know, that message pop up, <laughs> you're at a site access location. Yes. And there is a way within the app that you can actually look and see if there are places around you that are site access locations, right? Yes, yeah, absolutely. So you can, uh, if you go into the more tab on the bottom right, there's an option as you scroll down that list that says site access. If you double tap on that, you can actually look through. And it's, if I remember right, it's actually geolocation oriented. So it filters by geo base. So it'll give you your site access locations that are nearest you first. So you can swipe through that yeah. list and check those out. Yeah. And you know, Greg, I honestly don't remember. Does Chloe tell you on Horizon if you're in a access it does, yep. So we actually uh, just recently pushed out for any Horizon user automatically sort of in the background, you noticed that there was a, um, uh, a Horizon update. Uh, so we did, it's a big milestone for, for Ira as a company. We re released our first hardware and then we did our first software update on oh, that. Wow. So included in that software update was the ability to get notified now when you enter a site access location. So you'll hear a little fun tone, then Chloe will say you've entered an IRA access location <laughs> sponsored by so-and-so. 
And then you'll get a notification when you leave that as well. I was wondering, is there a way for explorers to send some sort of recommendation or or get some outfit to contact Ira because right now <laughs> Connecticut says no data when I go when I go to look at any places around me that might have access. <laughs> oh no. It's very sad. Oh that is that is a great question, Jason. It's one of one of them that we get from a lot of our explorers, especially on the list of how how do I get X, Y, or Z organization to become an IRA access location. And I would say that, for, you know, when, when speaking to our IRA access uh, sales and marketing folks, you know, your, your interest is what really will drive this and move the needle the fastest. So if you approach an organization and say, hey, look, here's what I'm using. Here's a, uh, some awesome technology that's really enhancing independence for me and making me more efficient, blah, blah, blah. At that point, you know, you're going to, you're going to make them realize that this is legit rather than a salesperson from Ira coming in. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. at that point, what I always tell people to do is, you know, get the interest going for them and then either do an introductory email to, uh, to them with us in CC or just send an email to us with them in CC. And we'll, we'll have our, our Ira access folks take it from there with you sort of involved at that point to help us kind of, uh, facilitate those conversations. And then we'll oftentimes ask that you, uh, you help out with some, some future demonstrations and things like that. If you, uh, if you want to do that. So we've been a community based company. We learned everything that we know from the, uh, the blind and low vision community. And so we want to make sure that you're the one that's kind of driving the show here and, and getting IRA access where you, where you need it. Great. We are beginning to hear from some airports in particular. I was recently contacted by an airport in a, in a fast-growing Midwestern city that might be familiar to one of our hosts. It could be slightly familiar to several of us on this uh, podcast. And one of his comments was that we haven't really heard from the blind community about w- whether or not our airport's easy to use. He wasn't saying that, that they said it was, he just that they hadn't heard. And I think the point that I took from that is it's one thing for Ira to say, this is a great uh, program, but just as Greg was saying, it's really got to come from users. And I think now that, you know, the good news about Ira is we get, we get good media wherever we open up these channels, at least for now. I mean, there'll come a point where people will probably say, all right, Ira, we've heard enough from you, (laughs) but we're getting good, uh, good public attention, which is great because then it, then it attracts other people to take a look at, Hey, maybe I should be looking at Ira access for my hotel or my convention center or my cruise line. Wouldn't that be fun? And so that really comes from, you know, user generated demand as well as kind of the, the spillover of public attention that comes from opening up these facilities. So we're going to open up another airport in Florida this week. And I think one in Kansas uh, next week. So we, we owe you a trip to Connecticut, Jason. Uh, and we got to get some Ohio airports going. That's right. That's if nothing right. else, I travel there to see my daughters. So you know, I, want, I want airports do. to be accessible. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, you know, it, it never fails when you have Ira. And I don't know if you've noticed this yet, Jason, but the nice people who can give helpful directions come out of the woodwork, you know. Where have they been? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I, was, I, I was joking with, uh, I was doing a, a, another interview, I think, and it was with another, I, I love doing interviews with explorers because you guys, uh, you, you, you've, you've been there, you know, exactly. <laughs> what, and I, I was joking with them. I said, you know, it's really, 
it's really a social experiment when you're on when you're on a call with an IRA agent, <laughs> yeah. and then you get about twelve sighted people that all of a sudden think that <laughs> they want to help you out. And don't get me wrong, like I appreciate the help at all times. Like it's, yeah. it, I, I'm always happy to see that there's good people willing to help. But what's so funny, and I and I've developed this technique where I point at my because I always have the Bluetooth headset in, so mm -hmm. I'll I'll point at my ear. And kind of, you know, mouth that uh, I'm on the phone. And for some reason, they get it. And they're yes. like, oh, he's good. He's on the phone. Somebody's <laughs> helping him magically on the phone. <laughs> and so they, they, they feel like their job is done and they're able to move on with their life. And so it's, it's a very, I, I always try to share that because it's been extremely successful for me. And oh, yeah. it's, it's sort of avoiding that awkward interaction where you're like, Oh, I don't need your help, or I'm good. Like, thanks. You know, you just kind of point, and uh, I'm on the phone, and they're just like, "Oh, okay, cool." I think it's like the universal sighted person thing that you're yes. on the phone on an ear. On an ear <laughs> there, there, there is. Uh, by the way, there's one other piece of ac access that I can't let us not talk about, and that's um, I don't know if I put too many negatives in that sentence, but here's the here's the piece. Technology also became one of those one of those areas that our explorers started showing great interest in right so so screen reader crashes windows updates where it stops talking websites where suddenly buttons aren't available uh, all of those things and and people started calling iron saying hey can you help me with that and, and so we do that and of course we have team viewer as an as another way to allow an agent to come in and, and work with you or work directly with your machine but because of the excitement around that, we've actually are working now with companies to say, what if, what if we actually have an official system with you in place so that if somebody runs into trouble related to your software or related to the work that they're doing with your software uh, and they want to contact and they need to contact Ira because of, of a visual fail, what if, what if we had a, a, an agreement with you? So Intuit was the, the first one to agree with us to do this. So we'll be uh, rolling that out in the next month or so, I guess, where if you're running into trouble, not only with their software, but I think it's even broader than that, they will uh, allow you to contact Ira as part of their agreement. And then more, more recently, but probably more exciting to everybody on, on listening here is the agreement with VFO, the JAWS people. Now, I want to hasten to add, this is really for very specific situations where JAWS has encountered uh, a problem where it cannot either provide the information that you need or perhaps a crash has occurred. This is not a technical support for questions about JAWS or or. Um, things to to learn to be better at with JAWS. This is really for very specific situations where JAWS either can't provide the information or where it has potentially crashed. And then contacting Ira as a way of helping to figure out what's visually occurred, uh, either to get out of the, the problem gracefully or to find the place uh, on the screen to tab to and 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 uh, execute the thing you wanted to do that that was that was not being enabled uh, for JAWS. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, and I think one of the really powerful things here is that, you know, as a, as a screen reader user myself, and I know Paul, you, <laughs> this happens to you. I, I always say it's the, uh, the blank, blank, blank of death where all of a sudden <laughs> yes. all you hear uh, is blank, 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 blank. And you're yes. like, I, this was just reading a minute ago. Why, why, why are you not now? Where did it go? Yeah. Where did it go? I know there's things there. It's not just blank. So what the agents can actually do. And as Paul uh, mentioned is they can use, 
TeamViewer or Zoom to actually remote, with your permission, of course, remote into your computer and either restart the screen reader, close the application that's having issues, and then start it back up again for you. And lo and behold, behold, you'll be up and running again. And the reason why, obviously, VFO and and other companies are interested in this is that it's a way for for you to gracefully, uh, you know, efficiently get what you need to get done. But we do have uh, a mechanism in the VFO agreement where if you do want to report anything to VFO technical support, so let's say you did have an issue that wasn't a one-off thing. Let's say it was happening more and more and you're like, I've had to call Ira three times to do this. Mm -hmm. What we can do, our agents actually have a um, transfer to VFO button right on uh, on on their dashboard where they can actually... What you'll get on your smartphone is a text message that says, "Here's," and it's a a, a special number that VFO has provided us, and uh, we mask that number so that nobody else gets it. <laughs> but it comes to your phone, and when you double tap on that number, you get immediately routed into the high priority VFO queue at that point, and you can talk directly to a VFO support agent where they can you can share your experience with Ira and let them know exactly what happened and. Uh, they can help you further. Where where it's really beneficial is if the IRA agent isn't able to help you. So let's say they restart the application, they restart JAWS or whatever it is, and there's still something going on. At that point, you can get routed right to the people that uh, that can help you and just keep the experience super efficient. It's amazing the kinds of things you can use IRA for in those circumstances, too. I know people that have formatted all kinds of really complicated things. Uh, IRA agents helped me put together a PowerPoint by helping me find some photos out on the Internet and then placing them on the screen in the right place. And so there are just all manner of things that agents can help you do. And this tie-in with companies like Intuit is just huge. We actually have somebody come up to one of our sales guys at a convention and she handed him a resume and said, first of all, I want you to have my resume. And secondly, this, I formatted this with Ira. Oh, wow. And he was just so delighted. First of all, apparently it looked really great. (laughs) Not only was it well formatted, but, but we also, because we have agents that come from all sorts of backgrounds, we actually had somebody with some HR experience who you know had a little added help for that person in terms of, of how to structure a resume. And that's something else I should mention to people who are explorers. Anything related to finding a job, preparing for employment, formatting a resume, going through online systems that might not be fully accessible, getting ready for the interview, getting to the interview, all of those tasks are free. Just make sure the agent knows you're doing something employment related and it, and it has to be legitimately employment related. But but if it's employment related and we're we're pretty, you know, we're pretty flexible about that. Um, those minutes are free and it's part of Suman and Iris commitment to do something tangible to uh, get get employment, uh, get get a focus on employment for people and get some success. Uh, and so one of the things I want to say about the, the access program, especially with software and, and websites and all of that, I hope two things happen. Well, three things happen. One is I hope people get, get stuff done quickly without having to go scramble around to find a pair of eyes to get out of a screen reader problem. But the second two things is I hope our agents and IRA are able to collect some usable information for companies to say, look, these are the experiences that people are actually having. We can document, we can show you what's happening with their screen reader and with the software. And then three is I hope company, we can, that will hopefully encourage companies to take action to address those accessibility gaps because 
they're going to always be a place for IRA for certain things, but we want to minimize that by having companies, you know, do proper design. Are there any other initiatives, Paul or Greg, that you'd like to talk about? First of all, if you're a veteran, we are now covered under the VA. So I was just about to mention that. Work with your VIST visor, bro. Amazing kinds of service out there. Yeah, and it's a great package that we're able to offer with the VA. $29 will get you the 400-minute plan, I think. I'm saying that correctly, 29 a month. And then the other thing is if you're a vocational rehabilitation client, we have several states where we have an agreement in place. But even if we don't, individuals should be and can, if you think it's viable, ask for IRA as an employment tool, uh, both for preparing for employment, as well as once you're on the job, certainly transitioning into the work site, getting acquainted with the work site, dealing with all those orientation materials that probably aren't accessible that gets handed to you in the first few weeks. And then maybe your employer will pick it up as an accommodation. No reason why you shouldn't be pushing for that. But I would say push your VR counselors to include IRA in your individual employment plan as as something that will help, I think, expand uh, IRA's availability. I wanted to briefly mention going live. Do we want to talk about that? Oh, going live and the other big one, 24-hour service. Oh, how did we not even, how did we get this far in? An international in service. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> oh. Ira is available 24 hours now. Uh, so for, uh, there was a six-hour period that it was dark uh, from one to seven East Coast time. And, and you can translate that to your time zone. Now it's, it's uh, no longer that case. We do have uh, plans available in Australia and Canada and hopefully soon to be more. Greg, no, do you want to say a quick word about live maybe? Here, Greg. <laughs> sure, sure. So you do, uh, that was another feature that, uh, that, that dropped over the, uh, over the uh, convention season was the ability now to broadcast live. Um, so you are able to, uh, to make your session with an agent uh, live uh, to explore is either publicly or privately. So if you if you only want to share it with uh, friends of yours, um, you can uh, protect your live session with a pin code that uh, that people you can give out to to people who you want to share that with. Otherwise, you can go lo- uh, publicly if you're attending an event or if you're uh, you're doing something that you think would be really cool for other people to to check out an IRA experience. You can go live with that, and now in the app. In the bottom center, there's a tab called the Live tab that will show you the available uh, live sessions that are currently going on. I do want to take one second just to to mention we've we've had some commentary about our our Android application and uh, that we've we've uh, we we are a few features behind in the Android uh, app and I, I I don't want to sugarcoat that we we definitely admit that we are um, but we also recognize that there was some significant instability in the Android app and as you know as I mentioned before with Horizon we have some really high standards at Ira and we felt that we were not meeting them with the Android app so what we did is we put feature enhancement on hold for the time being and um, have really devoted all of our efforts. We've doubled down on the stability. Uh, We've completely refactored our Android app and we will be pushing out an update here in the coming weeks to bring uh, Android as close to parallel as we can with iOS. There will be a couple features uh, missing at first, but uh, we will be really uh, ramping up the stability of our Android app putting us in a better position to run parallel with iOS as, uh, as time progresses. So I do want to mention to our Android users, 
Um, we do have hundreds of Android users out there, so it's not uh, it's not like we don't have any of you. And uh, I just want to mention that we are we are definitely thinking about the Android app and working tirelessly to bring that back up to uh, up to par with iOS. That is very good to know, and very likely by the time this show airs, that those particular adjustments will have been made or will uh, be soon to be made. So everybody can look forward to that. And I'm glad that you're paying attention to Android and and you know all of the different accessibility methods, including the ability to you know interface with Braille displays with your app. I think that's just huge because there are a lot of moving parts now in accessibility, and it's nice to see that you know, we can get all of these things together. We've also been approached by different groups as well to talk about how Ira could work for, for people with other disabilities, certainly people who are older. So we got plenty to come back and talk about. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, we will definitely have you back. Jason, do you have any other questions? I'm good for now. Yeah. This is, <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so glad to be on board finally. Hey, well, glad to have you as an explorer, Jason. That's I know, awesome. this is exciting. So how can we reach you, gentlemen, if there are comments, questions, anything like that. How is the best way to reach you? So Paul's got the, the easiest email. It's just paul at ira, A-I-R-A dot I-O. So P-A-U-L at ira dot I-O. And I'd love to hear from folks, uh, including if you have ideas or ways in which you want to push uh, access or, or other stuff. And mine is just about as easy as Paul's. It's uh, greg at ira dot I-O. So, and of course, you can visit uh, ira dot I-O. Um, if you want to check out anything related to Horizon, it's ira dot I-O slash Horizon. And as Paul mentioned before, for it's uh, ira.io slash back to school. And please do check out the website, folks. Well, thank you so much, gentlemen, for being with us tonight. And thank everybody out there for listening. And if you are an explorer, we'd love to hear from you. If you're thinking about it, we'd love to hear from you too. This has been Janine for Main Menu. Main Menu is brought to you by the American Council of the Blind and ACB Radio. It airs every Friday evening on ACB Radio Mainstream beginning at 9 p.m. Eastern, repeating every four hours until 5 p.m. the following day. You can tune in by going to acbradio.org mainstream, grab it as a podcast, use ACB Link for iOS, or call 712-775-4808. If you have material you would like to contribute or wish to provide feedback, please send us an email main menu at acbradio.org. Please note that airing of submitted content is subject to approval by the main menu team. If you would like, you can reach us on Twitter as well, at main menu. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.